So you're a new leader and you've assumed a team of very demotivated people. You know who I'm talking about, folks. They're Eeyore-like, right? Oh, terrible day today. Life is bad. The workplace is terrible. This place is toxic. You know what I'm talking about. Well, I used to be one of those employees. And when I took leadership of a team that had a bunch of these Eeyore types in the environment, I had to figure out really quickly how I was going to motivate my team. So this week, I'm here to share how the heck do you turn that big boat around? Hey, welcome back. And if you don't know me, my name is Tammy and I'm a leadership and career growth coach. I'm here to help you be the best leader you can be so that you can grow in your career. Now, I know that there was a time when I was a super demotivated staff. And unfortunately, I was also in the precarious position of being a leader at the time as well. I had a team reporting to me and I felt just as demotivated as they did. You know, every day felt the same. It was boring. I was just like going in, making my money, no job satisfaction, going sort of like, you know, cashing it in at the end of the day and just going home. You know, going to work in the morning felt like a chore. I wasn't excited about what I was doing. So when I went to work, I kind of existed in this presenteeism kind of space where I went to work, I did the bare minimum, but I didn't give more. I didn't care to give more. And I just went home at the end of the day and kind of cut my losses. Well, if that sounds familiar to you, either for yourself or for your team, there are some things that you can do. And unfortunately, it may sound a little counterintuitive to what you think it should be. So oddly enough... It's actually not getting paid more, although everybody could use a raise in this day and age. It is not even having more benefits that makes you a more motivated member of the team. But what it comes down to are sort of three things. And this is true for yourself and your life, right? And it's true in a team or in a work environment. The first of those things is a shared vision. And <clears throat> that might sound really fluffy to you, but the reality is, is if you don't know what the vision is, what the sort of big G goal is for the team and what it is that you're striving towards, then it's like having a bunch of people in a boat, but they're like, you know, rowing in different directions. No one's rowing in the same direction and it feels fruitless and it feels like you're wasting your time. A shared vision allows everybody to kind of get behind the goal and feel and understand, you know, what part of that goal they can sort of see themselves in. And I know that as a leader, what I had to do is I had to try to craft sort of a proposed, if you will, goal that I could get senior management on board with. And what that ended up actually working out to be was I, long story short, I had gone to this big sort of um, multi-level meeting uh, at West and we were there to do one thing. And then we heard from our stakeholders and partners that they really didn't want to do the thing. They wanted to do something else. Sort of standing tall in my leadership, I sort of advised the senior manager who was there with me at the time, the director, and I said, sort of, you know, maybe we just listen to them. Maybe we just hear them out and see what they have to say, because what I'm hearing kind of makes sense. And maybe we could retool this thing so that we could meet more needs and actually achieve something of more substance. And after resetting the room, we all sat down as health leaders in our organizations, in our emergency management organizations, and came up with a plan that honestly sounded really great. Here's the thing is that when we actually proposed it through governance and finally got endorsement of what we were trying to achieve, I can all of a sudden now I felt motivated because I thought, okay, now I'm moving towards something that actually seems like it's going to benefit not just the organization, but Canadians as a whole potentially. And this is something that really from a public service perspective, I could really get behind. I could really back up. And I was able to bring that motivation and excitement back to the team and say, hey guys, I think we have a way to do this. 
We got an endorsement from our governance tables to proceed with this. I think we need to do this. And over the course of about three years, we went from absolutely nothing to a pan-Canadian framework that to this day is still being used uh, in emergency management or in mutual assistance sort of situations at the national level. I'm pretty proud of that. But here's the thing is that until we had that goal, we kind of felt like we were spinning our wheels and we didn't really have clear direction on where we were going. And it was only when we got clear vision and a clear statement about what it is we were looking to achieve and how it was going to benefit the people that we were serving or working with, then we could get behind it. So all to say that a shared vision is really critical if you want people to get behind you and your team and to really feel motivated. And that kind of runs into a tangible action plan, which is the second thing. A tangible action plan is taking that goal and then chunking it out. So if you have a strategy that then runs into a goal, you break out the goals into sub goals or sub activity levels. And then what you can do then is start targeting specific people or specific teams, depending on how large your organization is, to actually move the bar forward on those things. You can then have moments of appreciation throughout the whole process, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, annually, where you recognize the people around you. So again, a shared vision, a tangible action plan with solid goals, really important. But more importantly than that is making sure that every single person on your team, every single team in your organization understands what their specific role is in that overarching piece so that they can identify themselves in the big goals and feel motivated every day to come in because they know that what they're doing is important, it's valued, and is necessary in order for this thing to be a success. And the third thing is the heartfelt moments. I kind of brought this in already into what I'm talking about today, but really it's about feedback and rewards. Humans love to be rewarded. We love to hear that we're doing a good job. We love to hear that we're um, you know, helping other people in a way that's positive. And we want to hear that we're doing great things for a number of people. So again, rewards and feedback certainly don't have to be monetary. We have the ability to give what's called instant awards in the government of Canada, very low dollar sort of awards to thank people. Um, but it doesn't need to be that. It can just simply be a thank you on a day-to-day -day basis as, a, as the leader of your team. It could be recognizing your team in all staffs to honor them in front of other people within the organization. One really important thing as a leader I want to remind you is that this cannot be concocted. You can't be making this shit up. It has to come from a place of genuine realness. You need to really feel the appreciation for your team members and for the individuals doing the work, because if you don't, they're going to assess that out and you're going to come across as ingenuine or disingenuine and they're not going to trust you. So it really has to come from a very positive place and you have to mean it when you say thank you to somebody or when you are providing accolades in a group environment. I want to quickly address things that you should not be doing as a leader. So these things, I'm just going to kind of rhyme off really quickly, but these can be real demotivators for staff. Okay. The first thing is you do not compare teams or individuals. Absolutely not. Do not compare. It's like comparing children. It is bad news. When you do that, it is very demotivating and can make the, the team who are being compared to another team feel really low. So do not compare teams or individuals to other staff. Never talk down or berate your staff about a mistake in front of other people. That, again, can be super demotivated, so don't ever do that. The third thing is you as a leader need to own part of the action plan. You can't just delegate everything and sit around and do nothing. You have to be a part of the solution so people see that you are also action-biased and action-oriented. That will help people to be motivated to keep up with you. Do not be cold or impersonal. This has everything to do with connecting with your staff and your colleagues 
encouraging the heart. You know, you want to build a sense of purpose and you want to build a sense of loyalty and camaraderie. And when you're cold and impersonal, that goes against that whole notion. And the last thing I'm going to say is when you actually start implementing that action plan that you've all agreed to, do not micromanage. There's nothing more demotivating to a staff or team than you micromanaging every single thing that they do. And if you want to know about micromanagement, I have a video somewhere that I can link to that piece, but do not micromanage. It's super demotivating. So long story short, I eventually moved into leadership positions. I made some major changes. We managed to get this framework off the ground. It is still in use today. I'm super proud of it. And I know that during that time frame, it really helped to motivate not just myself, but my team and actually helped motivate my senior management as well, because they saw that we were being really successful, made them look good in front of other senior managers. And it was really motivating for the entire center. So again, I would encourage you to have a vision, and make sure you bring your people on board to get into the vision and get on board with the vision. Develop that action plan. Be really clear about the steps and how everybody fits into the pie so that every day when they come to work, they know exactly what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how important it is for everybody around them. And thirdly, encourage the heart. Be thankful for those around you. Do everything you can to connect with your team, and you'll definitely succeed. Thanks again for being here this week. I do appreciate the time that you take to watch these videos. If you like this kind of content around leadership and career coaching and development, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this via podcast, make sure you follow the podcast because I am here every single week. Thanks again, folks. Until next week, stay safe.